Our podcast is notoriously spliced within an inch of its life. <laughs> I counted down upside down. That's right. So you counted up. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And this week we're mostly going to be talking about, well, mostly probably Falcon Winter Soldier, but we also watch Mortal Kombat. And we've also... Sorry. I thought you only did that when I yelled Mortal Kombat. So. But uh, it's been a few weeks, so we got like a lot of little things to hit on, mm-hmm. stuff that we've been enjoying or have enjoyed, whatever. I did notice the other day I got onto, oh shit, I forgot to say that our intro music is by my brother Ryan, but kind of ties into what I was going to say was uh, I don't usually check our quote unquote ratings on iTunes because mm-hmm. we don't have any. Uh, we've been doing we this for- We had two, two solid ratings. Right. We've been doing it for eight years and my brother Ryan- and our friend Jameson were the only two people who had gone on and rated the podcast. And then now there's a third one, magically, out of nowhere, that uh, nobody left a comment. But Remains anonymous. It was probably my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a reminder, you know, we are on iTunes where ratings do matter to, um, like, algorithms yes. or whatever. <laughs> so if anybody wanted to go on there and, uh, you know, beef up our... <laughs> Beef up our five-star rating. Five stars only. <laughs> five stars only. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else do we have? We have been talking about this for a long time, doing the uh, commentary track, uh, watching a movie. Right. And, uh, we might do Scott Pilgrim first. Yeah, I think we should pick some movies, obviously ones we're very familiar that we're with. very familiar with. Yeah. But also, I don't know if maybe some of the fun is... Watching a new thing? I don't know. No, oh, we I can't think watch a new thing. No, that wouldn't work at all. Yeah. Right. I mean. Right, because then we would miss so much from the movie. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. I think it would be on. fun <laughs> if we had done it with Mortal Kombat because yeah. our commentary with that was was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things did occur to me. One, our podcast is notoriously spliced within an inch of its life to present some kind of cogent conversation and we would not be able to do that if we did the commentary track no breaks no noises no you know right that's just something to consider so yeah um i mean i think we could do it yeah we totally could do it we just have to really be ready to just do it you know <laughs> <laughs> all right um that sounds but there have been many like calls a lot for less. us to do commentary <laughs> And so, you know, it might be totally worth it. Yeah. The Shang, Shang-Chi trailer mm-hmm. came out. We just listened to a little YouTube tutorial on how to say it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I was awesome. right before the tutorial. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring it up because it's the first trailer. It was like a full two-minute trailer. It looks yeah. really fun. And I'm excited to see it. Um, it is always cool when we get a movie that's like any good with some like martial arts in it, right? Dude, it looks like they did not 
try to shortcut the martial arts like they did with say iron fist on netflix right so well <laughs> i looks, mean it has that actor like been training for martial arts his whole life or training long enough to do a tv show like it seems like probably they probably pulled in a bunch of actual martial arts people for a movie like this yeah that's one of the things that i was going to bring up with mortal Kombat is that they clearly cast people who could fight not necessarily some of the people just couldn't act right mm-hmm. i mean there were some really good uh, performances in it as well and the fighting was awesome but we'll get to that this one it just looks really fun yeah and if it lives up to any of the other marvel movies even if it's on like the lower end of marvel movies it's still going to be a great movie but my hopes are that it will be yeah it's such a huge departure from what they've done which is you know i think what their phase four is going to be all mm-hmm. about is they have to find a new direction and it looks like it's going to be super fun you know they're reconfiguring their mandarin in the marvel in the marvel cinematic universe from the i mean i like we talked about i like iron man 3 but problematic not exactly the uh, mandarin that people were um, clamoring for and uh i don't know just I, I think it seems from the trailer they're kind of trying to rework the shang chi origin i don't think he's the Mandarin son in the comic books, but well, I have also zero knowledge of this comic book character at all. And I'm still so super excited to see this movie. It did occur to me that our podcast might be more popular. Shocking. I know <laughs> if we were to concentrate on one area and if we were going to do that, I would say Marvel would be like, like if we were just a Marvel, Marvel related. Yeah. Comics and TV and movies, but I don't but think we like, that's us. I know. Yeah. We like so many other things. Yeah. I mean, most of the comics we talk about are from Image. And right. And we still talk about tons of movies and TV. So we'll just um, wallow in our low subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm not Obviously, wallowing. after I think eight it's years, impressive. that's not what we're really all about anyway. <laughs> right. I don't know. Did you have anything... I mean, I have a lot of little things here. Like uh, we watched the first episode of Made for Love on HBO Max. Right. Which was really fun with Kristen Milioti. I love her so much. And I love her character in rom-coms because she's not like a traditional. She doesn't sign up to do like traditional rom-coms where, you know, there's definitely like a sort of like a messed up quality about her. Like she's imperfect character and a lot of growth and just like kind of messy yeah she's shown up in a lot of things that we've watched recently like the flashback episode of oh she we haven't watched that um mythic quest mythic quest episode that popped up the uh the one shot or whatever they're calling it but she was also in palm springs and now this and she was I, i didn't put it together until i read this article about made for love the tv show but she was in that uss callister black mirror episode and oh, yeah, she's been in a lot of things here and there that I've liked her in. Yeah, this the show has Billy Magnuson, who I guess is in a lot of things. He was also in that episode of Black Mirror. Oh. But uh, he was most famously the, the McCracken so, family in Game, Game Night. Night. <laughs> and uh, Ray Romano. And it was just, it was a very interesting first episode. And I think we should definitely go back to it eventually. But Right, too busy burning through Modern Family with Tegan to introduce a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, I went on a short trip uh, back home for a funeral 
and she was, she was super pissed that you guys couldn't watch Modern Family. Apparently, she didn't like text me about it. I found out when I got home. But if you had asked me, do you think Tegan's pissed about not being able to watch Modern Family? I would have said yes. <laughs> yeah, she was like, like as soon as she realized, because I was like trying to, I was like, oh, what should we watch? And she was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, so fast. Not happy. Oh well, yeah. well I'm back. So. Yeah. Uh, we get, I think we'll probably talk about this a lot more as it gets further into the season, but the mayor of Easttown. Oh, with, it's uh, not the, it's just mayor of Easttown, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Well, her name is mayor. So why would it be the mayor? Well, I know what her name is, but let me just Google it real quick. No, the <laughs> weird. I don't know why he, I continue to not be wrong about things. And okay. you just don't <laughs> Anyway, new show on HBO Max. There's only been one episode. The second one is tonight, and we probably won't watch it until tomorrow. I know, because we have things. <laughs> well, the Oscars are tonight, which is a big night for us. We <laughs> never watch it. Yeah, historically, have never yeah. sat through the Oscars. But this one's directed by Steven Soderbergh, and it's in Union Station. So. And, and I feel like the format of this one is probably more our style, where there's not a whole lot of filler. Maybe. We'll see. Because I would like I mean, to have a reward a reward show <laughs> <laughs> and awards an award show. <laughs> I'd like to have an Oscars where, um, I didn't feel like I was wasting a bunch of time in between the stuff that I really wanted to see. Yeah. Cause it's only a party for the people there. It's not a party for everyone sitting home on the couch. I mean, I know some people are having a party too, right. but <laughs> hopefully not right now, still in the midst of a pandemic where only, you know, but Mayor of Easttown yeah. was super good. <laughs> yes. And it really does a great job setting up that world and the story that they're going to tell going forward. I have no idea how many episodes it is, but it has Kate Winslet and Guy Pierce, And I, I am all in. It I looks know. really good. It looks great. So yeah, the, we've uh, already got dead bodies. <laughs> dead body. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have anything before we get into... Because we watched a couple movies. No, I mean, and we... We watched that WeWork documentary, which was like really weird. And yeah, it was weird. It was interesting. We, it just, was, we passed a WeWork building in uh, downtown Tampa the other day. Yeah, I think that's why we watched the documentary, right? Yeah, I mean, I had heard people talk about it. And, you know, I think we probably both walked away with a that's interesting kind of vibe from the documentary. I mean, I a, think my biggest takeaway was, wow, how some people are so privileged in life that they can spew so much nonsense to people and take advantage of them in such a way. Yeah. I didn't care for that guy at all. Adam Newman. And especially uh, his wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever. Do you want to talk about slacks? Real quick? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, I mean, we watched this horror movie on shutter. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. Oh, I had just Googled like 2021 horror movies and mm -hmm. a list of five came up and this was on one of them. And it's this Canadian horror comedy by Elsa Kephart. It was magical. Yeah. I mean, you definitely know what you're signing up for if you watch the trailer. Yes. It's very clear <laughs> that, that this is going to be something, I don't know, magical? Yeah. Is that what you called it already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder that word was right, right in the front yeah. of my head. It doesn't seem like a word you would use to describe something frequently. More That's more my style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely your word. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a seventy seven minute horror movie. Perfect. 
about consumerism? Pants. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism? Well, well, I think also, you know, the clothing and fashion industry in general, too. Yeah. I mean, but it was so surprising and funny and such a great concept. Yeah, I mean, these jeans, jeans uh, that are supposed to be debuted by this clothing line and the... I yep. mean, it all takes place in this one retail store that kind of looks like a gap or whatever. Yes, they're supposed to fit perfectly on everyone, whether they're five pounds overweight or five pounds underweight. Yeah, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was the way they kind of presented that information was really funny because they say it a few times before they get to the, you know, plus or minus five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think, you know, uh, we kind of buried the lead here, but the jeans come to life and kill people and slurp up the <laughs> slurp up the blood. It's and, so great. And the effects are so corny, but yeah. it's perfect for for this movie. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's definitely worth checking out. It was a it was a good time and it was short. So yeah. I mean what else are you gonna do? We also watched Bad Trip on Netflix. Right. I feel like I had sort of this had like dipped into my radar briefly a long time ago. And I only know that because I remember it's a um, brand new movie. A trailer for it, though. Yeah. I mean, coming out, because I remember seeing something like Tiffany Haddish. And I mean, I know that it like just released, but but long time ago, you know, is relative. Right. But, you know, I definitely had seen something like this and was kind of confused about what it was going to be and then completely forgot about it. It was directed by Kirao Sakurai and on Netflix, like we said, but it's Eric Andre, who... I've definitely seen in things. I think he's he's got a TV show that we don't watch, so I'm mm-hmm. not super familiar with him. But Lil Ray Howery, Tiffany Haddish, and Michaela Conlon are basically the only four actors in the movie. Right. And it's kind of like Impractical Jokers, but it's a movie with a, a plot that they're moving forward and everybody around them is kind of uh, experiencing <laughs> their... Their craziness. Their craziness and being filmed hidden camera and... Man, it was awesome. Uh, I mean, I I just I found it so entertaining and so funny. All, all the reactions mm-hmm. apparently are, you know, the real reactions. And some of the subtle ones were the best ones where Tiffany Haddish is like escaping from jail. And this yeah. dude is just painting the wall. He's just like, he doesn't want to help her, but he also doesn't want to not help her. And he doesn't right. really know what to do. And he's like, uh, you maybe want to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> maybe go that way. Yes. Uh, what am I going to do? Give her my vest? <laughs> so funny. Um, the musical number where they just break out. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was kind of unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was very unbelievable. And it's so funny that you know. I mean, it's kind of like a, a flash mob, but different. Like if it was just a flash mob, everybody would kind of understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. And instead it's like a legit musical number breaks out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just, I thought it was really. Yeah. I love. It was something. I loved the scene in the, I think it was a little diner that they were in or something, but the restaurant and, you know, Tiffany Haddish comes in and like, have you seen these guys? And then like, you know, just this one lady that was in the restaurant and like her talking and then this guy's, you talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great having those real moments in this unreal scenario. Yeah. It was it was really fun to watch. I laughed really hard. 
Yeah, me too. It's one of those like uh, kind of have a headache when you're laughing so much. I mean, it might not have been that funny, but that's the mood I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's all that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk briefly about the silver coin? Yes. The new horror anthology comic book that Image is putting out. The first issue was Chip Zdarsky and Michael Walsh. So art. is it going to be written by someone different? Yeah. The okay. I think I think the artist is going to stay on for this whole arc. But they are going to cycle through, I don't know if it's five or six issues, but uh, I know Kelly Thompson is going to write the next one. Ed Brisson, Brisson is uh, going to write one, Jeff Lemire. And this first one was really good. I mean, it's very kind of straightforward. Obviously, they have to mm-hmm. fit this whole mini story into one issue. whatever. Um 23, 20, 20, however many pages it is. But mm-hmm. uh, this rock man at the onset of the disco era is trying to get their their break and they find this silver coin. And uh, when they're going through the lead singer's mom's stuff and the dad mm-hmm. is super weird about it. Yeah. And from there, the coin kind of imbues their, well, their guitarist, but and by extension, the band with uh good luck or really beautiful ability and mm-hmm. entrancing for other people and things kind of you know go downhill from there not not so much i mean they definitely there's a lot of um the typical things you would find in a, a story about a band trying to make a big ego and, mm-hmm. and drive and you know loyalty questions and stuff like that but you know, ultimately it takes a pretty quick turn and i thought the i thought the issue was really fun and good i thought it was good too and um I'm excited to like see the coin journey through other stories because yeah. that is is the intention, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it was good. I I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it. Me either. Because yeah, the story good. was one and done. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Zdarsky is really putting some putting some work in, a lot, yeah. writing a lot of stuff, and um, I like a lot of it. So I don't know. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was waiting for us yeah. to <laughs> get on board with that. So, Mortal Kombat? I'm sorry. <laughs> it just was so fun. So excited. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Uh, obviously, it's one of these Warner Brothers movies that was derailed by the pandemic, and HBO Max or Warner Brothers decided they were going to put them out in conjunction theaters where they were open and HBO max. So we watched it at home Mm -hmm. and just like Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, this is one of those movies that so many people are excited to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly I think because of their attachment to the original movie, not even the video game. Like I know a lot of people play the video game, Mm -hmm. but that original movie just has like this place. And especially people our age, you know, (laughs) our hearts, and minds and that song and yeah. i mean uh, you know it's been forever since i saw that old movie yeah and i didn't even remember that christopher lambert had played raiden and that i mean just i don't ridiculous. remember anything about that movie i saw yeah. yeah i saw a picture of it um it was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> well we've we've made gains so. yeah <laughs> and uh I don't know, but this one was good. I, I really I really dug it. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said before, some of the acting was really terrible. But I think yeah. the point was to have the, the visual stuff 
be the most important thing. So they found the people who could provide the visual content that they needed for this movie. Yeah. And I think they did a great job with that. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Fight scenes were, were fun. The, the blood spatter oh was, God, it was so, so similar awesome. to the video game. Yeah, it was great. But also looked like it could potentially have been real in this, blood in the movie. Yeah. Right. And I don't know the opening scene uh, with Hiroyuki Sonata as well as who would become Scorpion and the Joe Taslim plays the Sub-Zero character, Bihan. Uh, that was awesome. The first mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes of it was really good. Uh, it took a while to kind of sit the rest of the movie up, I think. And it was a little slow mm-hmm. in the in See, the middle area. There, I know but- you and Tegan both felt it was slower in the middle, but I, I don't know. I was all in even through the middle, even when there wasn't a whole lot of fighting. I'm not sure why. What about it made me so maybe just like my nostalgic excitement about being able to. Yeah. 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 I mean, it didn't lose me or anything. I, I was, I was still into it, but it was the slowing down of the movie definitely made it easier to kind of, uh, nitpick it a little bit while you're watching it. I mean, whatever, that's not really our thing. It was just, it was so slow at certain points. Was, <laughs> but once they come around to that hardcore fighting, it was so funny. And, I mean, it really kind of kicks off where with the the one fight with Kung Lao where he has the yeah, flawless we we victory. Should, I know. That uh, was... You like jumped out of your chair basically <laughs> and <laughs> dancing around the living room how excited you were. It was so great. It was so gruesome. I loved it. It was, and Tegan was just like, Oh, like he, she can't handle some of that gore. Really? I, I didn't really notice her reaction. No, maybe because it. it was fake enough. I just feel like in general, she doesn't love the the gore. She, while you were away, um, and we were trying to find something to watch, like Doctor Pimple Popper went by on. No, I don't need that either. Though. Yeah, I know. But they were like doing just some surgery to remove a, a lipoma, which is like a fatty tumor. And she was like, I can't, I can't watch this. And I'm like, you asked to watch this. And I'm like, and now I'm interested in what's going to happen to this guy's arm. <laughs> like, she had to leave the room and then I shut it off as soon as, you know, that guy's arm was fixed. But you know, still, um, yeah, she doesn't, but I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. So, And in this case where it was all like fake and people weren't really dying, it was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was yeah this the gore is not like actually gory i'm sure right because it was so unrealistic like i don't like a whole lot of that stuff in like like more realistic like hack and slash horror movies that have like i don't know like eyeballs being pulled out things like things like that that like seem sinewy and real (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that Um, even though I can watch pimple popper, but that's because like, that's just, it's too much. But the stuff where it's like completely egregious and like comedy level blood splatter, I don't know. It was, I loved it. It was so fun to watch. It was like the video game. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier real quick? Yeah. Except for one, one, one additional thing. So my favorite thing about the Mortal Kombat video game is that Courtney wants to play it with you and thinks he's going to kick your ass and you haven't played this game in like 20 years and you beat him every time and he just gets so pissed off. So it was a bummer that he couldn't watch it with us. So I do have to say that's Street Fighter. Oh, (laughs) sadness. 
uh, I was never much of a Mortal Kombat player. Um, wow. I mean, I'm sure I'm still, I would still beat him, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing when you beat Courtney at any video game because that's his jam. So. <laughs> You love to, to tear him down. <laughs> no, I'd like to build character, hold you up <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just, his ego just sometimes needs a little check, <laughs> just a little check. So we missed three episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier. Obviously, it ended this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, we watched the last episode. Well, uh, we missed discussing it. We didn't miss those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. And so I had to go back. I just looked at like a, a brief synopsis of the couple episodes we missed. So like episode four was uh, the Wakandans. They show up at the end of episode three, but they have a bigger part in episode four. Mm-hmm. It's Zemo. Uh, a lot of Zemo as they're kind of trying to track down Carly and her flag smashers. And then, you know, a lot of fights. And the blood on the shield. Oh my gosh. That was really <laughs> affecting. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it was it was very powerful, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. It was magical. <laughs> the- <laughs> and then episode five starts with Bucky and Sam fighting John Walker, which uh really cool fight. Mm-hmm. They introduce Julia Louis Dreyfus as <laughs> Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, call her Val. Madam, Madam, Madam Hydra. And uh, I, I guess, you know, she was supposed to, her character was supposed to premiere in the Black Widow movie, which was supposed to come out a year ago in May. And now I guess there's some question of whether she's even still in the Black Widow movie that's going to come out in July. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we'll see. But a lot of theorizing around what what her role will be and if she's trying to build the dark Wait, avengers with- so from my understanding she's sort of the hydra counterpart the uh nick fury right yeah i guess okay it's sort of that's it's whatever oh okay so we're less <laughs> I, I we're less no excited about her I've okay never read those comic books right mm. um i mean it sounds like she has a a fun character and obviously she's uh, a fun actor to to fill that role and mm-hmm. then there was a lot of conversation between sam and isaiah bradley about his experience as a super soldier and when he broke the rules to go rescue his uh compatriots versus when steve did the same thing with you know different results they both saved their 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 brothers in arms but one ended up in prison and, and one ended up you know definitely not Right, so, <laughs> and obviously that would leave you you pretty bitter, but then there's like a little training montage with Bucky and Sam, and then Sam's training montage, and really setting up for the big finale episode, which so was then, awesome. yeah. Then we get to episode six, which was I mean the first half of it was just all action, mm-hmm. and they debut. You know, Sam Wilson has gone through his journey, and he has decided to take up the mantle of Captain America, you know, in spite of the the misgivings of what that would mean for, I guess, the, the show just tackled a lot of the experience of black America. And, but ultimately, Sam came out on the side of, I'm going to fight for what we built. And mm-hmm. it was just so exciting to see him in the costume and it with was, the shield. The way he, he uses the shield is so much fun. And yeah. it's so different from what, you know, Steve Rogers could do with it because he didn't have wings. Right. 
that's yeah uh, that was really fun and the the costume was exactly like from the pages of the comics yeah um he looked so cool it looks it looked great he did yeah so i mean it's a little awkward with the ears and the mask but that's but other than that you know i think the costume does need work especially in the form-fitting department Mm -hmm. it's very broad up in the shoulders uh but it does kind of it is kind of the same as the falcon costume he had Mm -hmm. it's just captain america now but i mean especially when he's in action i I heard a couple guys talking about it on the um what is it called the ringerverse podcast Mm -hmm. they were like when he's in action uh it looks great probably because it's mostly cgi Mm -hmm. and then when he's (laughs) on the ground it looks kind of like a costume right (laughs) but some of the captain america costumes were better than others too when when steve rogers wore them so i guess we'll see what it's what it's like going forward because i've heard or i've read that they are developing a Captain America for like the fourth Captain America standalone movie, which is obviously going to be Sam. The, the guy who ran this show, Matthew Spellman is going to be in charge of the movie. I don't know if he's directing, but he's definitely writing it with somebody. And so that, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. The Captain America movies uh, are really good standalone movies. They really, obviously this one will be different, but I think it's going to be really good too. Yeah. It's very exciting. I I thought they tackled a lot of the the race stuff pretty well just over the course of the whole show um and I liked that they even attempted to tackle that rather than kind of make it be a they brought it to the forefront as part of the character and and what the show was trying to do as opposed to something that was just kind of like in the background and and I liked that. I've seen like some people talking about how it dealt with it on a surface level. I'm not sure what those people are expecting out of a Marvel TV show. Well, I think... Which is also supposed to be for kids. And I think it's good to introduce them to those concepts. Yes. Um, I think... I mean, I think criticism of this kind of stuff is fair, right? I think that it's important, though, that at least they're trying. And there's a whole lot of room for them to learn how to do this. And that also takes time. And then also there's a whole sort of behind the scenes structure that that also has to change before some of this stuff can get better and, you know, be better. So at least they're taking steps. And, you know, I'm trying to be positive about those things as opposed to pointing out all the negative things. Because, yeah, of course, I mean, but but you aren't going to make any more improvement without criticism of what you've done. Right. So, you know, there's that give and take. Yeah, for sure. I just think it's so interesting how they're handling these TV shows. Like, obviously, they're not perfect. Right. um, But they have so much more time to dive into these characters and to try to weave those deeper messages that they want to convey through their stories. And uh, I just really, I appreciate it. You know, some of the things that didn't work in Falcon Winter Soldier, like the Flag Smasher storyline. Yeah. It started out okay and then kind of got rocky and you weren't really invested in them as as villains even uh to a certain at a certain point it was just kind of like i don't know i know that that the flag smasher storyline did change originally it was supposed to be them um threatening the world with a a deadly virus like a bioweapon and so obviously they had to rewrite that that story arc oh yeah Um, (laughs) because it wouldn't have been a great look right Um, in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So that that stuff was just like, 
not great is basically just somebody for them to to beat up right or mm-hmm. to fight you know they frequently got their asses kicked so right <laughs> and then you know the power broker thing where it was that was uh, not that interesting for me no it really wasn't and because they you know it was mostly like all talk right power broker power broker but like what does a power broker actually do like what's yeah. what's really happening here just somebody who has a lot of money who is in charge of everything that happens in Madripoor and also has some sort of reach around the world. But like, we don't really see the effects of that. We don't see the. Yeah. The, I don't know. The funniest yeah. part of it was just the kind of rope dope that Marvel pulled again. I don't think it's probably not even intentional, but as people are waiting for these episodes to come out, they're theorizing all these wild things. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, um, no, we made it pretty clear from episode three that, Sharon Carter is the power broker. I don't, you know. Right. It's, it's like, not, we there was no it. trick here. That's, right. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know. I love the feel good ending of the, of the episode. It was kind of like reminiscent of a, a buddy cop movie from the nineties. Mm-hmm. How they're, you know, together with family and have a barbecue and mm-hmm. the, the music, the, what was it called? On and on. Yeah. <laughs> that song by uh, Curtis something. Man, I just saw his name. Yeah. And I can't remember it. I don't know uh, either. Not important. I mean, it is important, but I can't remember it. I'm not going to look it up. It's right. what's important. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I liked how it, when it faded to black, it said Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yes. As opposed to Falcon Winter Soldier. And I, I think when we first started talking about this, I was under the impression that they had already greenlit a second season. And that is that is not the case at all. Um, but it sounds like they're talking about one maybe now because it's so successful mm-hmm. and obviously the, the fourth movie. Right. I don't know. What, what did you think about the, the show compared to WandaVision? Um, that's, it's a hard thing to compare, right? They're two completely different kinds of shows. This one felt more like a Marvel movie that was spread out in six episodes. And I think I've said that before. And then WandaVision felt more episodic to me, like a TV show. And that's fine. They were just, but they were also told completely different stories. Um, And which one did you prefer though? um, I think I like, I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough for me. Probably ultimately the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I was just going to say, I watched every episode of WandaVision twice and I watched every episode of Falcon Winter Soldier three times. So I did, I did like it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really did like WandaVision also, and I'm, and I'm just like super ready for uh, the Loki series I know, that I, doesn't come out until June 11th. I'm more excited that. about that than anything else right now, and it's going to be so long <laughs> before we get to see it. And are we even going to be back home? I don't think we're even going to be home when that when that drops. No, we're going to be at my parents' house. <sighs> We're gonna have to make them watch it. Well, log Disney oh gosh, Plus. No, it's gonna be Plus. it's gonna be really hard because if I if, if there's a lot of commentary that I don't like while they're watching it and lots of questions, I'm gonna be like annoyed. It's gonna be hard for me not to look visibly annoyed because I'm just because I've been looking forward to it so long, and I hate when when I, something that I'm so excited about people are like asking questions about. So maybe maybe we would be better served to just. Wait until we got home. And watch it. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be hard to do. I guess we'll cross we'll that bridge when we get there. Um, we should probably wrap it up. Mm-hmm. We have some pizza to grill. Yes, yeah. it's a wood fire oven now. Huh? 
It's not. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we converted our grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool. Makes very good pizza. And uh, that's what we're going to go do. Mm-hmm. So uh, until next time, you know, it was fun. It was smart. We liked it. <laughs>